This podcast is presented to you by Pastors Tom and Bonnie Deschal from Celebration Church in Harare, Zimbabwe. For more information, please visit celebrationmen.org. Shall we get into the scriptures? Isaiah 61 verse 1 to 3. The Spirit of the Lord... Okay, let me give you an, an opportunity to turn in your real Bibles. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor... He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beautiful ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees. Oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. Somebody say amen. Amen. Deuteronomy uh, chapter 1 verses 19 to 40. Wow, this is a long passage of scripture, so stay with me, follow with me. So we departed from Horeb and went through all that great and terrible wilderness which you saw on the way to the mountains of the Amorites. As the Lord our God had commanded us. Then we came to Kadesh Barnea. And I said to you, you have come to the mountains of the Amorites, which the Lord our God is giving us. Look, the Lord your God has set the land before you. Go up and possess it. As the Lord God of your forefathers, of your fathers rather, has spoken to you. Do not fear or be discouraged. And every one of you came near me and said, let us send men before us. And let them search out the land for us and bring back words to us of, by the, of the way by which you should go up. Let them bring word for us and bring back word to us, rather. Let me take it again. And bring back word to us of the way by which we should go up. Okay? And of the cities into which we shall come. The plan pleased me, so I took 12 of your men, one from each tribe, and they departed and went into the mountains and came to the valley of Ish, Call and spied it out. They took some of the fruit in the, of the land in their hands and brought it down to us. And they brought back word to us saying, it is a good land. Say to your neighbor, it is a good land. Which the Lord our God is giving us. Nevertheless, you would not go up and rebelled against the command of the Lord your God. And you complained in your tents and said, because the Lord hates us. He has brought us up out of the land of Egypt to deliver us into uh, the hand of the Amorites, to destroy us. Where can we go up? Our brethren have discouraged our hearts, saying, the people are greater and taller than we. The cities are great and fortified up to heaven. Moreover, we have seen the sons of Anakim there. Then I said to you, do not be terrified or afraid of them. The Lord your God who goes before you, he will fight for you according to all he did for you in Egypt Egypt before your eyes. And in the wilderness where you saw how the Lord your God carried you as a man carries his son in all the way that you went until you came to this place. Yet for all that you did not believe the Lord your God. This is important. Yet for all that you did not believe the Lord your God who went in the way before you to search out a place for you to pitch your tents. To show you the way you should go in the fire by night and in the cloud by day. And the Lord heard the sound of your words and was angry and took an oath saying, Surely not one of these men of this evil generation shall see that good land of which I swore to give your fathers. Except Caleb, the son of Jephthah, Uh, he shall see it, and to him and his children I am giving the land which he walked on, because he wholeheartedly followed the Lord. The Lord was angry with me for your sake, saying, even you shall not go in there. Uh, This is Moses saying, 
Uh, Joshua, the son of Nun, who stands before you, he shall go in there. Encourage him, for he shall cause Israel to inherit it. Moreover, your little ones and your children, who you say will be victims, who today have no knowledge of good and evil, they shall go in there. To them I will give it, and they shall, reap, they shall possess it as you turn and take your journey into the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea. Amen. We pick up the story in the book of Deuteronomy uh, with the children of Israel having gone from captivity and oppression in the land of the Egyptians and looking to enter the land of promise. The children of Israel had been in captivity for a vituperative 400 years. I'm sure in those 400 years, there were people who would remind to say, you know what, the God of our fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, spoke about this. And he also spoke to us coming out into a land of promise. They would quote Genesis 15, 13, 14, says, Then he said to Abraham, Know certainly that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs and will serve them, and they will afflict them 400 years. And also to the nation whom they serve, I will judge. Afterward, they shall come out with great possessions. I don't know about you, but when I'm reading the Bible and I see an afterwards, I get excited. Because it shows that there is a full stop that is coming. And then there is a restart that will happen afterwards. This was surely a source of comfort and strength to say, you know what, our captivity was spoken about and our coming out will be spoken about too. See, I'm sure there are people that began to, to feel like, you know what, 400 years, the, 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 the coming out is imminent. And they began to look for signs and say, you know what, ah, ah, you know what, I think Pharaoh is about to die. When this Pharaoh dies, because we got into this when the Pharaoh that knew and acknowledged Joseph died is when we started this. So it's going to come, the transition will come by death. <laughs> then another conspiracy theory would come and say, you know what, Pharaoh and his number are not agreeing. They are not agreeing. Don't worry, it's about to burst. <laughs> Okay, let's, let's leave those uh, conspiracies because we could, we could go down on that road, right? And there are many. <laughs> see, they probably expected to see favorable change to their conditions. There's a sign that there is about to be a shift. You start saying, ah, you know what? They, they, look at that sign. Look at that sign. Look at that sign. But no, nothing happens. And then steps up a man that we, they knew who says, guys, <laughs> I met the Lord in a burning bush. <laughs> Something must have been burning, but I don't think it was a bush. <laughs> because when he begins to say that the conditions got worse, their output was expected to be more with less of an input. You begin to say, I know there's, there's, there's nothing here. It, it cannot be. See, as they were about to leave, they then began to see a manifestation of the promises that were mentioned that we read earlier from Genesis. They, they came out with great possessions. Just imagine a slave going to their master and say, hey, give me some gold. And the master saying, how much? <laughs> manifestation. So it's like, you know what? It is coming. So they start walking and it's all glorious. It's all great. You know, after having guided by the hand of the oppressor, now they are being guided by a pillar of fire and a cloud. Imagine that. Whenever you would be moving as a slave, there would be someone with a shambok. Now 
there's a cloud. Surely this must be like, yeah. No, we're living the life. This is freedom. Then they began their long walk to freedom. Then they get to the Red Sea. <laughs> they look at the Red Sea. It's like, ah. I told you. <laughs> they start saying, guys, <laughs> Medara leading us. And we marched out. All of us. Okay, just think about it. How do you and I react when we feel like we are in breakthrough and we're walking in the purposes of God and a block comes? We start doubting whether we heard correctly. Start saying, ah, but that pastor. You know, you know when he was praying for me, I could tell there was a smell of chicken in his breath. Does he even fast that pastor? <laughs> we start looking for every reason to begin to doubt. <laughs> See, they, they, they were living amongst Egyptian gods. You know, those, those fake gods, you have to lift them because don't, they don't go before you. <laughs> so you start thinking, but where is, where is God here? Cloud. I, I know geography. Clouds just move. It's like, I know. Do you know Joshua? Joshua is the one who is sent to start the fire. Then... <laughs> Now they finally crossed the Red Sea. And you know what? After such a majestic crossing, they probably expected to step right into that land flowing with milk and honey. Yeah, like, ah, you know what, God? This has been so great. 400 years have come. This has happened. Surely now this is it. We are on the cusp of it. I think, you know, when we look at their re re reactions, it's, it's, we, we, we see them as unreasonable, right? Say, so look at how they were just complaining. <laughs> But you and I possibly do the same thing. How many of us have received a promise from God, start walking in the promise, but the journey is confusing because what it, sh what, what, what it is going to look like is not looking like what it is. And we start complaining and we start making us like, ah. See, they, 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 they get in and there's no water, or rather the waters are bitter. Expectation, reality. No? Expectation? Reality. Imagine expecting milk and honey and what you find are bitter waters. <laughs> Imagine you're trying, to, you're trying to refresh yourself and you drink water like it's, like it's been taken from, taken from a swimming pool. The next issue is food. Surely when they were slaves, they would gather around these pots. Maybe they were cooking it or whatever reason. They, they probably thought, you know what, now that we're in freedom, we should be eating some good food. And manna. Surely we should have good water now and then water from a rock. Hey, rocks can produce some interesting things, eh? <laughs> but not diesel. <clears throat> but anyway. <laughs> then they feel like they're in freedom. And then the Amalekites come and fight them. It's like, ah, no. This is not it. See, whilst God understood and knew had a purpose for them going that route, they did it. Because in Exodus 13, 7, it says, Then it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, lest perhaps the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. So there were some who probably took out their GPS and said there was a shorter route. But God knew why they did not take the shorter routes. 
See, it's very similar to you and I when we receive a promise from God. We're so excited by its prospects. We receive it with such joy and gladness. But as we walk out the promise, there are disappointments and various things that come come our way. With all the Israelites went through, you can begin to almost see and understand why they would begin to feel they, like they felt and begin to doubt if you were in their setting, not, re, not in retrospect, right? They complain at every turn and they say better when we're taken care of by the masters than when we're taken care of by God. They even get to a place where they begin to ju- doubt God's judgment, his power, his, in, his sincerity and integrity. And then they decide, let us make our own God. Golden calf. We don't, we don't understand this God and this fellow Moses. <laughs> then we get to the decisive point, moment that gets them in a spot of bother. In Deuteronomy chapter 1, it speaks of that account, the long scripture we read. And he says that, I told you, let us go. Then you came to me and you suggested to say, let us send spies. Right? If you, if you, if you look in the book of Numbers, uh, God actually says to Moses, send spies. So they made their request. God agreed to their request, and the spies went. Surely God was saying, if they see, if they just see, there is no way that they will say no. Surely look at the fruit. Look at this, look at this. But they saw the flip side. Those, they saw the giants. All this that happened to them can be summarized in one verse, or rather in one passage of scripture, in Hebrews chapter 3, 16 to 9, it says, For who, having heard, rebelled? Indeed, what it, was it not all who came out of Egypt led by Moses? Now with whom he was angry for 40 years, was it not those who sinned, whose corpses fell in the wilderness, and to who, and to, to Maybe I should have asked someone to come and read. This is English, guys. And to whom did he, okay, so basically he said, (laughs) and to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who did not obey. So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. See, even if we look at the the, the reasons outlined in in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 about uh, why they failed to enter the land of promise, it shows a lack of, of belief. Look at lust. What lust is, lust is, is wanting what you do not have and cannot have. So you do not believe what God has given you, has prepared for you, is adequate. Look at fornication. It's not believing God enough to live by his set standards. Look at tempting Christ. This, <laughs> this is not knowing God enough to believe and understand what he does and what he doesn't do. Murmuring is, is, is an unbelief because you are not trusting him. And then idolatry, <laughs> there's, no, there's nothing worse than, I mean, that shows unbelief more than I, I, idolatry. So he said, this unbelief I will drive out. In fact, I will wait on opening the land of promise until I have completely destroyed this. May I ask you a question? Is there a manifestation of unbelief that is causing us to experience a delay in entering our promised land. Can I ask you a question? Is there a manifestation of unbelief that is causing you to experience this delay in entering your promised land? It, looking around, it shows others are entering, eh? You can see others entering, right? Yeah, and it's, it's, it's evident. <laughs> 
And when you look at yourself, it's like, but, but, but what's my story? See, our belief in him is rooted in how much we know about him and how much we are getting to know him. See, you can't live a certain level of life with your previous knowledge. See, the Israelites, when they left, knew God as a deliverer. I'm sure you couldn't doubt, they, they did not doubt that because they saw what they happened with the Red Sea, um, Pharaoh's chariots being uh, drowned. They, they understood him as a deliverer, right? But they struggled with him as a provider. They had to learn and develop their ability to believe him as a provider. Once they overcame that, now they, 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 they stumbled when they had to know him and understand and believe him as one who goes before and creates a way in terms of entering into the wilderness, into the promised land. See, last year's knowledge or previous scenes knowledge, season's knowledge of God cannot sustain us where he wants us to go. You see, there are some people that I worked with for a few years that if you maybe ask them to um, tell you about Pastor Milton, they'll tell you, you know what, Pastor Milton is a man of faith and he has the gift of faith because of A, B, C, D, E. Well, that is true. There is a group of people that I believe I'm working with in this season to grow my faith. Does that make sense? This season, the gift of faith is still operational, but even gifts you need to work on and develop. So the, the fact that the, the gift of faith is there it's 100% true. But for this part now, there has to be a growth. Are we getting to know God more in our lives? Not know about him, but know him. Because when you know about him, it's hard to defend something that you heard about. If I heard about this person, person's exploits, it's great but I need to develop my own based on their journey to develop my own knowledge. <laughs> Knowing God from a third party is dangerous. Because when they tell you their testimony, they don't tell you about their failure. No, you know what, I, I, I put in 10,000 hours, that's how I built this business. You know, this business is so successful because, you know, God led me through it all. And, uh, you know, I used to give everything that I used to make. And, uh, you know, God is so gracious, he's so amazing. I, you don't tell us about the time that you did not tithe because you did, you, you, you. then we start thinking something's wrong with us because sometimes things get so tight. We are so close to the edge. Where it's like, you know, Pastor Nick is praying more because he's like, you may just. <laughs> but, but we don't then go, and I love, if you're not here in the 830 service, please go and listen to it. Dr. Madame began to speak about authenticity. Being genuine, being genuine because some of our testimonies, and I say this with utmost respect, utmost but they are not 100% genuine. Because now it's like, I, 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 but, I, but I did what you did. But it didn't happen. Yeah. 
<laughs> we once had a celebration. You know what? When we were in cross, there's a season. We're buying, you know, there could be 100 people in cross culture and three cars outside. If you came to the center, you'd think there's nothing happening because there were three cars. Walk in, then it's like 100 people. <laughs> How did you get here? There's, a, there's someone who made us celebrate that they bought a car. And we went all out because it was a big deal. If you bought a car, we'd give you the mic. <sighs> Months later, we realized that it's a company car. But how many of us had said, yeah, it's possible. I can do it. If he can do it, I can do it. God, may, you, may, may it be done according to how you did it for them. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Let, let, let me behave. <clears throat> Let's just take a few moments and reflect what it could be that needs to be driven or destroyed outside of Israel before Israel can enter the promised land? <laughs> what, 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 what is our unbelief stemming from? Is it from an inadequate knowledge of God? If it's that, let's dig deep into the scriptures. If you have a, if you have a struggle with believing that God wants you to be prosperous. Search the scriptures till you understand and believe, not just here, but here, that God wants me to be prosperous. If you believe that God, if you can't, if you are sick in your body and it's like, does God really want me to be healed? Search the scriptures out concerning healing such that it moves from here. God is my healer. God is my healer, but the doctor says this, but he's still my healer, but, but until it gets here. Let me, let, me, let me tell you a secret of an easy way you can do this. If you exit through the back doors, right, you keep going straight. Before you go outside to the port cochere, there's a little glass door there. After the service, go in there and say, I'm looking for the affirmation series. And say, I want affirmations on whatever. Is it prosperity? Is it wisdom? Is it your authority? Is it, is it your family? Go in there and say, I want a prosperity affirmation card or a CD. Then chow it. Eat it. Guys, there's no benefit of driving around listening to Power FM. Okay, maybe, okay maybe there's no long-term benefit. <laughs> Even short-term. Yeah, I didn't say it. He did. <laughs> there's no benefit. But if you play those affirmations and begin to declare them, I remember watching, a, there was a businessman, oh, he's still in the church, and I remember seeing him on Borodo Road in the morning, and he was driving, and he was driving this black Camry, and it was like, wow. And you know what he was doing? It's affirmations. In the car, I saw him driving past. I was like, oh, touch down. Until it gets then you will know. Even if someone says as a Christian you must be poor, you can be like, <laughs> you, you are, you are lost. What is it that is causing us to be unbelieving? Hebrews 4, 1, 2, which comes in prolongence to the one we read in Hebrews 3, says, therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them. 
not being mixed with faith in those who heard. So gospel preached to all of them, all of us. But there's profit there, loss, profit there, loss. I'm not going to point at anyone unless someone then says, you pointed at me when you said loss, but profit, 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 profit. Because there was mixture of the word, the gospel, and faith. Faith without works is dead. So there was a mixture of the word and action. There was action. You see, some wombs were opened today, and next year you will be listening out for the child dedication announcement. Right? Not with, now when it was made today, you're like, it reminded you of all your pain, but next year you'll be looking for it. You'll be troubling as a children's minister. When is dedication? <laughs> dedication, yes. Right? Come on. Uh, but you gotta act. <laughs> if you don't act, there's no deal. Caught it? See, is it an unbelief that God is able? Are you like Sarah who laughed when she, when, when she was told that by, when Abraham is being told, she overhears. By next year, this time, is, it, is, is that your, your cause to not step into the promise? Is it an unbelief that God would provide? Is it an unbelief that God actually cares? Is it an unbelief that God is able to fulfill his promises? What is it? Whatever it is, you and I have an, a, a responsibility. This is on us, not on God. This is not something we can pray away. This is something we take responsibility over and begin to say, you know what, I am going to renew my mind because all I can see is things that are not going right. But you know what, I need to begin to shift my mindset. I need to begin to wash my mind with the word. I need to begin to ingest this word. Daily Bible reading is a bare minimum. If you have somewhere you are going, then there has to be more than the daily Bible reading. If you are a progressive individual, and I'm calling that progression out of you, daily Bible reading is minimum. It's warm up. You see, you don't just go into the gym and start pumping. You, you, you warm up. You get to understand. But there's a time when you're in the gym when you do a session, as warm-up that used to be your full session. It's now warm-up because you're now in a different place. No, not like this, but now in a different place. <laughs> I was laughing in the gym this week. I put the speed on the treadmill and I'm walking. I'm walking, I'm getting my music ready for when we up. Then I remembered this used to be my sprinting pace. When I started, all 104.6 kgs of me would be struggling. <gasps> now, it's only that I'm not an Instagram person, otherwise that's the time for the gram, you know. <laughs> but it's, it's progression. There are some people who can read the Bible three times in a year. You, if you, you can't do from zero to three in one in year. Mm -mm. Progression. So let's, let's, let's get deeper and search out, especially on particular things. What is it that you are struggling in unbelief for? See, it's time that we actually voluntarily and quickly 
begin to deal with things that are stopping us from getting into the land of promise. Otherwise, we will speak about these things but not be them. There will be nice things to say, this is my year to be for a new thing. I'm walking into promise. I'm doing this and you get frustrated. But there are some things, basics that we need to fix. Can't be sleeping 16 hours a day and expect stuff to happen. You're looking for a job. Where's the evidence that you're looking? Looking is a verb. It's a doing word. Are you, are you looking? It's a doing word. Oh, you're like a door hinge. You know what a door hinge does? It just goes on one side and the other side. You're just, you're, you're just watering. You're, you're, you're just sleeping. What is it? What is it? No, no, let's be real, guys. <laughs> we, we, we need to lift up the phone. Try and make a call. Try and make a call. Hey, I'm selling this. They cut you off. Great. At least it wasn't in person. <laughs> Look at the bright side. What if they said yes? What if, what if they said yes? Try. Just try. Just try. Just try. What's the worst that can happen? That it doesn't work. Are you in a worse place when it doesn't work than when you do nothing? No, you're in a better place. At least now you know what doesn't work. See, as painful as it is to face it, we gotta do it. We gotta do what we have to do. But in the last few moments, I want to just briefly, I need to come down here because I want to talk to you now on what God is doing today. The challenge is that it will have no effect if we don't do what we need to do. The book of Isaiah in chapter 1, verse 3, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me and has anointed me to bring good tidings, to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to, to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beautiful ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. The good thing is that there are some things that he will do for us, like these things here. He takes the responsibility upon himself to say, I will do this. I will comfort those who mourn. Because some words that we give each other are not comforting words. <laughs> They're just nice words to say, oh, I'm so sorry for loss, man, you know. Because you don't know what's going on the inside of, oh man, your house burnt down. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Make my... But they're just empty words. But only he can comfort. But the first thing he says, I want to bring good tidings to the poor. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. For all the things I'm going to talk about today, we're going to pray together as we close, yeah? So if you find that you are in any of these, I want you to stand up and begin to pray for yourself. Just keep standing until there are not many and I'll be quick. I've got a few minutes left. But he says, I want to bring good tidings to the poor. Good news to the poor. You may be poor bag-wise, money-wise, 
relationally poor, motivationally poor, idea-wise poor, whatever po- po- poverty you have. Today he is bringing good news, good tidings to say, you know what? There's good news. There is good news. See, the good news, I can give you one. Isaiah 46, 48, verse 6 to 7. It says that you have heard, see all this, and will you not declare, I have made you hear new things from this time, even hidden things, and you did not know. They are created now and not from the beginning, and before this day you have not heard them, lest you should say, of course I knew them. This is talking about a new thing. You see, (laughs) there is a new thing that is, if you are relationally poor, there are new friends that are coming. If you are are poor in ideas, you will ideate again because there is a new thing. There is a good tidings to the poor. If you are poor money-wise, 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 Drive out. Drive out. And you will see it. You'll be waiting. My sister, I declare healing has come upon you right now in the name of Jesus. From the top of your head to the soles of your feet, there is an alignment that is, everything that is out of alignment is being brought into alignment. I declare right now that it is dissolving right now in the name of Jesus. Dissolving right now in the name of Jesus. It is dissolving right now in the name of Jesus. Akuna, this is it. 27 March 2022 is the day that God is healing you. He is healing you. He is healing you. He is healing you. You are healed. You are healed right now. You are healed. In the name of Jesus. My sister, your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well in the name of Jesus. Be of good courage. The good tidings, the good tiding is that it will not always be like this. Remember, and afterwards. Remember, and afterwards you will come out. And afterwards, there is an afterwards. You've just stepped into your afterwards, my sister. See, the second thing it says is liberty to the captives and the opening of prisons to the bound. There are some who are here today, you are bound, but today you are being released. The, the chains are not being loosened, Iowa. Not loosened, but removed, broken. Here's the thing about a prison or, or being bound, is that there is a certain area you can operate in. Whether it's a three by three, you can actually operate. You can actually live. You can make life happen in there. But there is a place you can't go. There is a level you can't live at, and that's where God desires for you and I to go to right now. You see, freedom is yours. The enemy has kept you playing at one level. And there's a bit of you that is happy at that level. You have made things work, but it's time. It's time for you to come out to prison doors being opened. The question, the Bible says in John 8, 34, him whom the son sets free is free indeed. Unfortunately, you and I then have a responsibility to walk out of that prison. (laughs) The door has been opened. Will you walk out? Will you and I walk out? Here's another good t- glad tiding. This is the acceptable year of the Lord. 
Other virgins would say that this is the year of the Lord's favor. I don't care what you have been told by the experts about this year. No, things are going to get tight because they will start doing this because 2023. No, 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 no. This is the acceptable year of the Lord. The season of the Lord's favor. Begin to hearken your ear to the voice of the Son because this is, you see, <laughs> Whatever it is, the onslaught that you've had, because it says the day of the vengeance of our God. Whatever it is, the onslaught on your life that has been, Deuteronomy says something that I love. It says, vengeance is mine and recompense. Okay, that word always seems to come up whenever I preach. Hey, you better, you better go learn what it talks about. <laughs> their foot shall slip in due time, for the day of their calamity is at hand. And the things to come will hasten upon them quickly. They will come. You see, this is the acceptable year of the Lord. The year of the Lord's favor. 40 years of the church. Some of us just get to walk into the land of promise. As beneficiaries of all that has taken place. See, if you are mourning, expect comfort. Receive comfort. Expect peace that surpasses all understanding. Lord God, you, you, it's been hard. You've been mourning for a while. You've been mourning for a while. And I'll use the scripture. Matthew 5, 4, it says, Blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. Not will or could, shall be comforted. See, he's wiping away tears right now in the name of Jesus. There is a healing of broken hearts right now. Your heart is broken hearted because of the loss that you went through. It may be a loss of a loved one, a loss of a dear one. How come no one's standing? Are you not in any of these? Okay, so maybe I'm speaking to the wrong people, but if I've spoken about you, I'm speaking about you now. Remember, stand up. If you are mourning, if you are mourning, this is the season where you are, be not season, this is the time that He is healing you. Will, will you remember the pain? Yes. Will it affect you? No. It, will it no longer be painful? It will, guys, <laughs> the loss of a loved one will always sting because you remember them. You will see where they used to sit, but it will now be different. It will be different. You see, it says that I'll give you beauty for ashes. Let me explain that a little bit because when, back in the day, when, even when someone was fasting, they would put ash on them. It was an outward representation of what was happening inside. So here he's saying, I am giving you beautiful ashes. There is something that is happening on the inside of you that will begin to reflect outwardly. See, this is not like a makeup that you put up to cover scabs and to cover scars. No, this is a beautifying that comes from the inside out. He's saying your, your, your broken heart has been visible on your face, but now it's coming out. It's coming out pure as beauty. You begin to see that, you know what, hey, hey. Sister, where have you been all my life? Have you, have, you, have, you, have you started using something different than you and Clarence? No, 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 no. The beauty begin to come out. Beauty for ashes. Beauty. The oil of joy. The oil of joy. The oil of joy. The oil of joy. Just like Psalm 23, he, he makes, it's, it's an overflowing. It's an overflowing. So, <laughs> there will be a joy that will come upon you. That will, it would be, and this is what I heard, that when you are about to go back into that place of mourning, you will feel a warmth around on the top of your head. Some of you will feel it. It's a reminder that I am pouring my oil of joy. I am pouring my oil of joy. You will find that you will have many more accomplishments in this season. As he has poured out his joy 
upon you is oil of joy because you will be strengthened because the joy of the Lord is our strength. You'll begin to do things that you were not able to do two weeks ago. And it's like, what happened? I've been strengthened by the, by the joy of the Lord. He has poured out oil upon me. Hallelujah. Let me just remind you, Psalm 30 verse 5 says, For his anger is but a moment, his favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes. Okay, let me say it deeper. Joy comes in the morning. Joy comes in the morning. And for someone here today, morning cometh. Morning cometh. Weeping may endure for a night. The night season is over. Then finally, looking around, we see a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety, a lot of worry, a lot of torment. But it says that <laughs> he is removing a spirit of heaviness. See, we can't take heaviness into the land of promise. It can't. We can't take depression into the land of promise because when you see the giants of the promised land, you will fear. Because it's like, no, 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 you be, you're just anxious. So you're just quartering, you're just scared. But he says, no, 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 no. I'm giving you a garment. Garment of praise. His praise continually on our lips. His praise continually on our lips. Where you can't help it. You can't help it. You just can't help it. You can't help it to just praise Him. To just praise Him. It doesn't matter that you've got two left like me, but you can't. You, you just can't. You just can't help praise Him. It's like, you know, we, <laughs> we, must be, we must rearrange the use of our tongues from complaining to praise. A lot of us, our tongue complains more than it praises. But we need to begin to praise in that situation where we should be complaining. Where, where things are not right, but instead of saying, you know what, this is so messed up, this is so... No, no, begin to praise Him. Begin to praise Him. Begin to affirm the thing that you want to see. Begin to affirm the character you want to see in your child. Then after that, He says, that they may be called the trees of righteousness. The oaks of righteousness for the glory of the Lord. For the glory of the Lord. For the glory of the Lord. I say this loosely and respectfully, but the way some of our lives are is a poor reflection of the king of kings that we serve. So much so that when certain people look at our lives, they actually are like, why should I be a Christian? The evidence that is not to his glory. He wants us to be to His glory because we are salt and we are light. So even if our lives are in a mess, we are still attracting, but we are attracting people to the wrong thing. Have you ever seen an advert for something? You rushed to that shop, but what you saw on the advert and what you saw, they are totally different. How annoying is that? You don't want to go back to that shop. But He is saying, I will make you trees, oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord for His Someone say amen. amen. Say thank you, Lord, that you are the healer of the brokenhearted, that you bring good tidings to the poor. We thank you, Lord, that today we have encountered your anointing, your anointing that breaks the yoke, your anointing that breaks the yoke, the anointing that has set me free 
I thank you, Lord, that there is liberty and that I am released, that the prison doors have been opened, that I am no longer bound. I thank you that this is the acceptable year, that this is your acceptable year. I thank you, Lord, that this is the year of your favor. I thank you, Father God, that you are comforting me. You're bringing comfort. You're consoling. I thank you, Father God, that you are giving me beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And I thank you, Lord, that this is the day of your vengeance. This is the day of your vengeance. This is the day of your vengeance and your recompense in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, let's just give him a praise. Give him a praise. After that, the scriptures begin to speak about how, how, how we will begin to rebuild the desolate place, how we will be able to begin to do all these great exploits because of what he would have done. Now the Lord has done a lot of things today and it's important that you and I begin to do our part such that we, the two combine. He brings, we bring the natural, I've heard it said, this sounds nice, brings the super to the natural and we can begin to do great and mighty exploits. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more teachings and videos, visit celebrationmen.org.